The core pitchers for your Cincinnati Reds are clear, but are they enough to lead the team to the playoffs? You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are a Locked On Reds, and my name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I am a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan and a, an, an addict that has turned his addiction into information for you. Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every single day, whether it be the regular season, spring training, the postseason, or the offseason. You can find your Reds content right here as I bring it to you from a super fan's perspective as we look at what the Reds need to do this offseason and we look back at the year that was, 2023. Uh, Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to me talk some Reds with you. We're free and available on all platforms, so if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, make sure you follow us and make sure you subscribe here on YouTube and click that bell to get notified whenever we've got new content for you. Coming up on today's Lockdown Reds podcast, I want to talk about whether or not the core pitchers for your Cincinnati Reds are enough to lead this team to a playoff berth in 2024. Plus, we're going to look at some pitchers who have a shot at joining the core and a couple of free agent bullpen targets for the Red Legs. A couple of guys to keep an eye out on and one guy who you'll probably hear his name and you might even think he might be a good idea. I'm going to tell you why he's not. That's coming up later on in the show. Before we get to all of that, I wanted to let you know that we are brought to you today by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on sleeper picks, and you could win up to a 100 times payout on your money. Download the sleeper app and use promo code locked on, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers' terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out sleeper today. And what we are going to start with today is this pitching core. I think we all pretty much know who is a part of this. But the question isn't who's a part of the Reds pitching core, it's is this core enough? Because Hunter Green, Nicoladolo, Graham Ashcraft, and I think you can add Andrew Abbott to the starting pitching list, seem to be the core. Now, I would argue that Nicoladolo is not yet part of the core, simply because of injury. I want to see him pitch for a whole year. And really, Hunter Green and Graham Ashcraft have dealt with their injuries as well, but I know what they give me. Nick Lodolo has has not pitched in a decent amount of time to the point that I still need to see a little bit more from him. But with those guys, is it enough? And, And let's even expand it. Let's look at the bullpen and we'll say, okay, Alexis Diaz, definitely part of the core of this team. I would even argue and say that Lucas Sims is part of the core of this team. Again, we said that, you know, a core player is the kind of guy that if you took him off the Reds roster, this team would drastically change and they would need to figure out a way to replace him and it would be very hard to do so. I believe that's the case and we'll get into the bullpen guys here in a little bit, but definitely believe that's the case with the starting pitchers. We saw that this year. The, The Reds starting pitching staff was decimated with injuries And even though they were able to withstand that for a little bit, that ultimately is what led to the collapse that this team saw in the month of August and 
you know, they tried to get it back in September, but throughout the summer months, the just very little contribution they got from the starting pitching staff wore on this bullpen too much. You need to have both units working if you fancy yourself a playoff team. But the answer for me on whether the core of this team is enough, I don't think it is. I think we need one more guy. We need one more starter, maybe one or two more bullpen guys, not only to just, you know, be added, but to join this core. Now, that could come from in-house. You know, Brandon Williamson could join this core in the starting staff. You could see maybe Sam Mall, and we'll talk about those guys here in a few minutes, but when it, when it comes to what needs to happen with this pitching staff, it needs more firepower. And I'll tell you why here in just a little bit, but kind of looking at these guys, the, the reason that Hunter Green and Andrew Rabbit are on this list is clear. They're, the, these two guys are the aces of this pitching staff. I think that Hunter Green has the talent to be the ace. It's just he's been a little bit inconsistent, and that's why he's not the single, you know, far and away ace. And I think that Andrew Abbott, while he pitched amazingly, definitely slowed down there toward the end, and I got to see what he's got for me next year. So I'm kind of tentatively saying that these guys are aces, but I see I have seen their dominant side, and their dominant side is very very exciting. Graham Ashcraft, huge part of the pitching core for this team because he is reliable and he's good at going deep into games. We saw it quite a bit. He had a nice streak there of pitching at least six innings. In fact, it, it, the streak even became a seven inning streak as well because he was able to work so efficiently on a pitching staff that boasts Hunter Green, who is a fireballer, the efficiency of Graham Ashcraft is such a refreshing kind of, you know, yin and yang. They work so well together, and I love seeing Graham Ashcraft. It was clear whenever he got hurt, whenever he went down for the rest of the season, that's kind of when you started to feel like this might not work out. The Reds might not make the playoffs because he is such an important part of this team, and he needs to be healthy if the Reds are going to be any kind of good. And I and here's my reasoning behind Alexis Diaz and Lucas Sims. Alexis Diaz is obvious. He is this team's closer. And unless the Reds go out and get Josh Hader, which I don't see that happening, I think he's going to be too expensive, or somebody of that ilk, I think you have Diaz as your closer for next year, as your bullpen ace. Steve and I always talk about that a lot. We want bullpen aces who can come in whenever you need them to to shut the door in the highest leverage situation, not necessarily you know force the guy to pitch in the ninth inning. But regardless, Alexis Diaz is the bullpen ace extraordinaire. And then Lucas Sims, for me, is the number one option to get to Alexis Diaz. If you're asking me, you know, if you need one pitcher, you need that one guy to come out of the pen to get to Alexis Diaz, maybe you want to save Diaz for a situation later on in the game, then Lucas Sims is your your top lieutenant. If Diaz is the general or the captain, sorry, I don't really have a grasp. I, I, my military stuff comes from like Star Wars and Star Trek and yeah, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. I get it. But 
right behind Alexis Diaz is Lucas Sims. So I, I really feel like those two guys make this bullpen go. If you remove one of them, you drastically hurt the bullpen. You remove two of them, this bullpen becomes a weakness. They just need some supporting staff. They need they need a supporting cast to really elevate them to that next level. But I think that they are a part of this core. But again, I think that's the reason why. I, I look at this pitching core and I say, there's definitely a strong element, but I don't think we're done. I think that we found the core of the position players this year. We really found most of the core of the pitching staff. It's just, we got to get them healthy. So, like I mentioned, there were a couple of names that aren't in this core. I'm going to explain myself coming up next. Before we do that, I wanted to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is Sleeper. Swing for the fences with Sleeper picks today. Uh, the, the playoffs continue to roll on. The Dodgers are out. Diamondbacks swept them. The Orioles are out. The Rangers swept them. It's crazy to see what's going on in the MLB playoffs right now. And you can get on the action with Sleeper. You can win up to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball with them. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now. With studs like Ronald Acuna, who, I mean, heck, if, if the Phillies win one more game, he's going to be out of it. Corey Seager's going on to the ALCS, all Texas ALCS. That's going to be a war. And you got Corbin Carroll, who, you know, he might be making an argument for one of the best players in Major League Baseball. All you got to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars, like homers, hits, strikeouts, and more. And you can win up to 100 times your money. Get your picks right, and you can win big. I, I'm really looking at Corbin Carroll because he has just been doing all kinds of stuff. He's got a crazy OPS in these playoffs, and I really don't know that you can go wrong picking him on sleeper picks. He's going to be the guy that you're looking for to help you win up to 100 times your money. And entries are so easy. It's so easy to play on sleeper picks. You can make your entries in under a minute. So use the promo code Locked On whenever you sign up for Sleeper, and you'll also get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. So you can win up to 100 times your money, and you can get up to $100 on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On at Sleeper. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. If you'd like to support the show, you can join me on subtext by texting Go Reds to 513-597-0944, and you can get texts from me. You can text me your thoughts and your questions as we have Aloha Friday starting up next Friday, not this Friday, but next Friday, uh, and our subtexters will get first dibs. Join today by, again, texting Go Reds to 513-597-0944, and you'll get a 14-day free trial. And thanks, as always, for making Locked On Reds your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on the next Locked On Reds podcast. We are going to talk about team awards, team MVP, team Cy Young, team... What, what, what do we want to call the relief pitcher of the year? It used to be called the Rollades Relief Man of the Year, the Fireman of the Year, I think, at one point. Different things like that. And best position group, because I think that'll be a bit of a hot-button topic. But that's coming up on tomorrow's podcast. Let's get back to our uh, conversation about the pitching core because I said who it is. It's Hunter Green. It's Graham Ashcraft. It's Andrew Abbott. It's Lucas Sims. And it's Alexis Diaz. But they need some help. Those guys by themselves cannot lead this team to the playoffs. 
they need Nick Lodolo. Nick Lodolo, I think last season we would have said, yes, he's part of this core, but I'm just not sure what kind of pitcher he's going to be whenever he comes back from that injury, from the stress reaction in his leg. I still don't necessarily know what that means, like what, what the injury itself entails. Well, probably get us an injury expert on here during the offseason and kind of, you know, explain it to us. But Nick Lodolo is a guy that is, we've seen the talent. We've seen the elite stuff that he has. We've seen him absolutely mow down a lineup. But is he going to be a constant injury risk? Is he going to be a guy who maybe his mechanics have to change and so he has to adjust after this injury? Got to see it. Before I say, yes, he's back into the core. Brandon Williamson is a guy that's very close as well. He just needs to pitch deeper into games. Now, that definitely entails a lot more than just, by the way, he threw one more inning. Obviously, he's got to figure out a third pitch. He's got to figure out how to limit, uh, how to be more efficient with his pitches and, and limit the walks. But overall, I think that we have seen some good stuff from him. I, he has developed. We, we said this the other day, and the reason why I picked him as my most surprising player, most surprising pitcher on the Reds is because whenever he was first called up, we didn't know what to expect, and he really developed into a solid starting pitcher. He's going to get a shot at the rotation next year, but he's going to get a shot. He's not even a lock for the rotation. So if he can develop into a, a better pitcher than we saw this year, he's going to make that core. And then the bullpen's a little bit harder because, and, and we'll discuss this more in depth. I don't want to get into it right now, but the overall, my overall feeling on the bullpen this year was that it overachieved. And by overachieving, I mean it wasn't supposed to be that good. Think about it. It was the same guys from 2022. Barely changed. They weren't that good in 2022. It's kind of the, the, you know, the thing I always say about relief pitching, it's a fickle thing. And it just so happened to be good fickle (laughs) this past year. We'll have to see what it is next year. I really think the Reds cannot lean on these same guys like they did this year because there were so many career seasons for some guys that they just hadn't pitched that well in their career. If that makes any sense, but there's one guy in the bullpen that I'm looking at who has multiple years of control left and showed some good stuff. And that's Sam Maul, Darth Maul, as I always call him. He hasn't been here long enough for me to say that he's part of the core of this bullpen, but he showed to be a shut down lefty for this team because as Alex young pitched most of the season for the reds, he wasn't, Necessary. I mean, he was pretty good against right-handed pitching, but he wasn't that great against lefties. Sam Maul was good against everybody. Really limited just about everything. I mean, he had that one game where he allowed the homer, and it totally blew up in our faces against the Marlins. But outside of that, he's been good. And I think that we'll continue to see that from him next season, and I think we'll see him step up into the core of this bullpen. Still, I think the Reds need to get at least two arms out there in the world, bona fide bullpen arms. And I've got a couple of ideas of who that could be here in just a few minutes, but Sam Mall's got a shot, but it's clear to me. And I said it just a few moments ago. That is that this pitching staff has the makings 
of being a good pitching staff. It's not a good pitching staff yet. I think that we saw the production that we had, and we can all agree. They need something. And I don't necessarily know that the Reds can just bet on everybody being healthy next year. This was a bet they made last offseason. Now, again, last offseason was not the time for them to buy. They weren't going to go out there and spend a bunch of money because they were still trying to figure out who is a part of their core. But now that they know most of their pitching core, they can kind of peg a few guys as to possibilities, like Nick Lodolo, Brandon Williamson, and Sam Mall. But they need to go out and get one or two guys who you could slide into the core, maybe even uh, three guys. And then you feel really good about that because as we're seeing with these playoffs, yeah, you can score a lot of runs and win, but you also got to pitch pretty well. And and as as weird as it was to see the, the Diamondbacks continuing to pitch as well as they do, and they weren't that great a pitching staff during the season, but they were just adequate. The Reds were so far below adequate last season that if they had had the adequate pitching staff, they might have won the division. Think of what they did with a pitching staff that routinely ranked toward the bottom of the league. You don't have to improve it by a lot, but if you add a couple of guys, you're going to hit that you're going to hit what it is you're looking for. And I really feel like Nick Kroll understands that, and I feel like we're going to see it this offseason. So because of that, I have a couple of ideas, a couple of names to look at because there's a couple of relief pitchers who are due to hit the open market who I think the Reds should definitely go after. And there's one guy they shouldn't touch. I'll tell you who those are coming up next. Before we do, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you in part by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Whether you are stuck in a pandemic, whether you're uh, traveling abroad, you want to know that you can give yourself the care you need. Jace Medical makes sure that you have that medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code Locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. Again, that's my promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. You can follow us in between episodes. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two F's. And you can join the Locked On Reds Discord chat the discord community is always lively talking about all things reds baseball a little bit of Bengals football in there playoff baseball there's some gaming as well guys a couple of couple of folks talking about the show every day Uh, you can follow the link down in the description of this episode to join the lockdown reds discord chat now all right a few days after the world series ends free agency will begin now 
Major League Baseball free agency is not like the NFL, and it's not like NBA where the first days are frenzy and there's bunches of players going everywhere. Most of the time, whenever they open up MLB free agency, it's kind of like that, you know, John Travolta meme from, uh, from, <laughs> wow, I'm forgetting the name of that movie. Anyway, yeah, the the gif of him looking around like, huh, ah, that was. That was a botched metaphor. Anyway, you get the idea. Not a lot goes on in MLB free agency, but as the offseason drones along and signings happen, relief pitchers are the kind of guys that aren't necessarily the first off the board, but they happen kind of sprinkled throughout the offseason. There are two guys that I really think the Reds need to go after, and I'm not just talking about like, Holy grail type pitcher. I talked about Sonny Gray yesterday. I don't necessarily think the Reds are going to get Sonny Gray, but these guys are gettable. And I'm basing this off of, um, there's a website called spot track. That's, um, S P O T R a C that talks about, you know, sports contracts and things like that. Uh, lots of different sports economic stuff. A uh, very useful website, especially when it comes to predicting free agency and looking at, you know, different players that your team could go get. And so the first guy that I, I have on my list is Nick Martinez. He pitched last season. He's a right-handed pitcher. He pitched last season for the Padres. You may have remembered him. I think he pitched a couple of times against the Reds, and he did pretty well. But he's right around league average on the strikeout rate and the walk rate. Why that's important, because when I look at relief pitchers, I don't look at ERA as a good indicator. Definitely don't look at saves as a good indicator of who you can trust. I think that strikeout rate and walk rate are keys to that. And it's kind of a common denominator between Nick Martinez and then the next guy we'll talk about, Matt Moore, as to why I think the Reds should go get him. Because, all right, so he's not lighting the world on fire with his strikeout rate and his walk rate, but they're fine. They're not, you know, bad. What he is very good at is forcing ground balls and forcing softly hit ground balls because he has over 54% ground ball rate allowed in 2023. This pitching staff, and I, I mentioned it before, the Reds pitching staff was not good at keeping the ball on the ground. And at Grand American Ballpark, you need to be good at keeping the ball on the ground. Nick Martinez fits that profile beautifully. Plus, his average exit velocity was well below league average. He's the kind of guy that you want. Now, Spot Track, I mentioned them, estimates his contract uh, of being around $8 million per year, however long the contract would be. I definitely think that the Reds would be able to do that. I mean, we talked about the Reds' payroll especially if they do not pick up the option on Joey Votto, could be around $40 million. That is a far cry from what it was a couple of years ago. And while I don't expect them to go out and match the 2021 payroll, I still think they're going to spend a decent amount. And I think Nick Martinez fits right within the plan. He's not overly expensive, and he's pitched pitched pretty well these last few years. And what's interesting about him, too, is that he also made a few spot starts and not like opener-style starts, like actual spot starts for the Padres last year. Whenever they needed him in a pinch, he was there as a starter, and he pitched pretty well out of the bullpen, too. So I think that he would be a great candidate for the Reds to go get. The next guy, and I mentioned him briefly, Matt Moore. 
He's a guy that I wanted on that waiver wire bonanza day that, you know, the, the Reds ended up getting Harrison Bader and Hunter Renfro that didn't do much for them, but he was available. He ended up getting picked up by the Guardians, but he is a left-handed relief pitcher who earlier on in his career, he was a starting pitcher, but he's a relief pitcher now. And he, man, he had a really good season. He had an above average strikeout rate, league average around 22%. He was at 27%. And league average walk rates 8%. He was at 6%. So not only was he better than league average at striking guys out, he also didn't walk as many as league average either. That's a really good thing to look at. Plus, he, I mean, while he didn't allow the ground balls very much, he's really coming off two good seasons back to back 2022 and 2023 from Matt Moore were phenomenal in 2023 or in, I'm sorry in 2022 he had roughly the same strikeout rate and walk rate as he did in 2023 now he's 34 years old he's pitching the league for 12 years he has postseason experience which I think is going to be a key thing for this Reds team next year as they look to make a postseason appearance his last time pitching was in uh, 2016 with the Giants in the postseason. But I think that he fits the bill nicely, and SpotTrack estimates his contract value to be around $3 million per year. So put those two guys together, you got $11 million worth of relief pitchers, and you bolster the bullpen and make it very strong with, I mean, I mean, I mean it immediately with these two guys. The Reds have built their bullpen out of waiver wire additions and, and, you know, hopes and prayers. And while it worked last year, they've got to get some bona fide dudes in there for next season. These two guys fit that bill. You know who doesn't fit the bill? A name that we heard around the trade deadline. Some folks were saying the Reds should go get this guy. Oakland's closer, Trevor May. I don't want the Reds anywhere near him. You're going to see the fact that he had a 3.28 ERA and 21 saves last season as a reason for the Reds to go get him. He's about to be an unrestricted free agent. There's no club option, you, you know, no player option, no nothing. He's hitting the open market. I don't want to see that because the thing that I'm talked about as reasons why I like Matt Moore and Nick Martinez, he had a worse than league average strikeout rate. He struck out less than 20% of the batters he faced. And he had a walk rate of 14%. League average is 8%. He was literally 6% higher than league average. And, and that means, and just to kind of like put that in context, 14% of the batters he faced... Not 14% of the at-bats or something like that. 14% of the batters he faced, he walked. This bullpen, particularly, as good as the Reds' bullpen was last year, one thing they stunk at was base on balls. I don't want to see that next year. Don't come in out of the bullpen and walk, guys. Well, we talk about a couple of different times. Was, you know, Every day, as we'll know, we, we talked about, like, hey, there's a couple of guys in this bullpen that immediately after they come into the game, it's like they have to walk somebody or else, you know, they're not getting paid. And it seems like Trevor May would fall under that category. Plus, and this is just ugly, he had a 30% ground ball rate 
again, Great American Ballpark, you need to keep the ball on the ground. Almost 70, it was 30.8%, almost 70%, 69% of the balls that he allowed in play were in the air. And he had a super lucky six point only 6.8% of the fly balls that he allowed turned into home runs. You know why? Because he pitched in Oakland. He pitches in Cincinnati, that number goes up, which means his ERA skyrockets, which means he's not getting those saves, which means he's blowing games and getting losses and turning uh, good games into bad for the Reds. I don't want to see Trevor May. Don't want to see him. And an interesting note, too, before we get out of here, talking about bullpen pitchers uh, and, and talking about the spot track thing with the values and all that, spot track has Buck Farmer, who's due to be an unrestricted free agent, valued at over $5 million per year. It's intriguing to me because I'm in the camp that believes that he kind of overachieved this year. Anyway, thought that was intriguing. Thanks so much for checking out today's Lockdown Reds podcast. That's where we're going to end it here today. Uh, if you're an everydayer, thank you so much for being an everydayer. You are what makes this thing go. Love talking Reds with you each and every day. If you're not an everydayer, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That way you can become one because we're going to be with you all throughout the offseason. As rumors come in, as news comes in, all the different stuff that's going to be happening, we're going to be with you every step of the way. Because we are locked on Reds every single day.